0: football faithful welcome to episode seven of key woman jones fantasy football show i'm your host maddie key and i am joined as always by my ace right hand man the don chris jones what's going on my brother
1: what's going on what's going on uh another good week for fantasy football
0: just yeah of course maybe we gotta talk fantasy football it's always crazy stuff going on but uh Tonight, we have a great episode. Of course, we're going to break down the week six slate. We have the champs and chumps from week five and a whole lot more. But before we dive in, let me introduce our very, very special guest we have for you tonight. This man is a co-host of the Grand Slam Fantasy Podcast Get that wherever you get your fantasy podcast or podcast goodness in general. My man, Brandon Duff. What's going on, brother?
2: Not much, man. Uh, excited to talk week six fantasy. Um, coming off a rough week for me. Suffered some injuries, some losses. But, yeah, the uh, Red Sox carried me through the weekend. So
0: Red Sox were definitely yeah. a bright spot in anyone's uh, you know, weekend who had a bad fantasy matchup. Uh, I got Mark. Andrews in one league and Mark Andrews, someone else in another league. So the Monday Night Miracle man came through for me and also destroyed my dreams in the Couch Guys Sports League. So uh, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about him. To uh, more to come. Like I said, we got champs or chumps. Buy or sell the Week Six breakdown. Of course, we're gonna hit you with our superlatives after the breakdown. But boys, why don't we uh, why don't we get started with our champ and chump from Week? Five, uh, Brandon. You are a guest, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Who is your champ from Week Five?
2: Yeah, so my champ was. You were just talking about Mark Andrews. It was also from last night's game. That's Marquise Brown. Um, he went off against the Colts. Ten targets. He had nine catches for 125 yards, two touchdowns. Um, had a big 43-yard score in the third quarter, and then scored a game-winning touchdown in overtime. Guys, he's kind of balled out all year long. You know, one game he had a few drops and. If it wasn't for that, he'd probably be a top five receiver right now. I think he's sitting inside the top ten. So, yeah, I'd say Marquise Brown was a week five champ for me.
0: Yeah, Hollywood came out to play here on Monday Night Football. Two touchdowns, like you said, and he's been great. He's uh He's been absolutely electric for that Baltimore Ravens offense. I know my man Jonesy is not a big fan of Hollywood. Are you starting to come around on the boy or what, with him and his two girlfriends?
1: Never, never, never. You're going to have the hatred forever.
0: I know. Last week, it was a mistake at first, but then you ran it as a bold take. You kept him out of your top fifty wide receivers.
1: Did listen? It looked good in the first half. It, it, yeah, the Colts. The Colts defense got tired. Yeah, it yeah. no
2: only takes a few with him.
0: Yeah, he's so fast. It's that big long touchdown, and then the, at the end of the game it was just icing on the cake of a very productive Monday Night Football. Jonesy, who is your champ from Week Five?
1: Ooh, this is a good one. My champ from Week Five is has to be none other than. The other Brown, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown had a field day against Xavier Howard. Eight targets, had seven receptions, 124 yards, and two touchdowns. Very great call, by my my main man right here, Maddie Kewoom, saying uh, double touchdowns for Antonio Brown on on Twitter. Give him some respect, at Maddie Keywood, please one time.
0: Let's go! But, yeah, that was the my bold call from the Maddie Keywood call. Uh, I was not. Totally good, but it was actually a pretty good week for the calls in comparison to past weeks. Uh, I'll make mine short and sweet. my champ from week five is Kyle Pitts. Loves those fish and chips out in London. Had an absolutely baller day against the Jets. Destroyed them. Ran 33 routes. Saw 10 targets. Caught nine of them for 119 and a touch. And the man looked great doing it. Made a great one hand to catch. Bullied some of the secondary in the end zone, really, truly his breakout game. And I don't think uh, Atlanta will will be able to put the cat back in the bag. He, regardless of Gage coming back or Ridley, this man is such a beast that he is here to stay, no doubt about it. Who's your chump, brother, in week five? Who's the guy that was like, get this man out of here? He's a freaking bomb in week five.
1: Fortunately, it's my starting quarterback and my my undefeated league that, that killed me. It's gonna be Derek Carr. Derek Carr throwing for just on just over two hundred yards an interception, no touchdowns. First game all year with no interceptions. I mean, no touchdowns. Um, six fantasy points this week. He got six point two four in my league. Un- uh, unacceptable to say the least. Very, very, very much so. Um, making me second guess my my uh, my my thoughts on playing him the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's two games in a row now where he's really kind of laid a little bit of an egg for the quarterback position. I mean, he was a little bit better against the Chargers, but yeah, like you said, about six points this past week at home against the Bears ain't gonna cut it for anyone's fantasy squads. Uh, my chump is a sad one because these guys have been a perennial monster in fantasy, but I'm going with Adam Thielen, three catches on two, ta- uh, two catches on three targets, only 40 receiving yards. He's kind of proving a lot of the naysayers right when he said he is touchdown or nothing. Uh, But you're even seeing all the targets go down over the past three weeks, which is not what you want to see from a guy like Thielen. So he is my chump from week five. Uh,
2: Brandon, who is your chump from week five? My chump's Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Been kind of a chump since he's gone to Cleveland. Just like Thielen, he was two catches on three targets. He only had 20 yards. He was fifth on the Browns in targets. He had a bad draw up early in the game. Um, I'm just kind of done with this guy personally. But.
0: Yeah, that drop was so bad. And you know, what's even, it kind of rubs you the wrong way. I know these guys are all divas. These receivers are big time divas, but he kind of looked around like it wasn't his fault. Like the thing didn't clasp right off him. You know what I mean? I hear you. And he's just, every time he was getting, a, anytime he's got it cooking in Cleveland, it's followed by an injury. And that just, maybe that's not the spot. Now you're hearing rumblings. That he wants out. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, New no England kidding. is a team that keeps popping up, but I don't, I don't, I don't know why they would go after him. Do you guys see that as a potential fit for an Odell Beckham trade this year? Maybe
1: a couple of years back. Definitely not now. No. Right. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I wouldn't go for him now.
0: Uh, whatever. I mean, he's he's been an absolute chump, and in, in, I think most fantasy teams are are benching him across the board because they just can't trust Odell Beckham. It just seems like he's still living off the, uh, the ghost of that one-handed catch and has really not been the guy since uh, he's gone to Cleveland. So he is a chump in week five, and maybe he's a chump going forward. Now let's talk a little buy and a little sell. The people listen want to know, like, who should I go after? Who should I get rid of? And here's your chance to listen up and get a little bit of advice. Brandon, I like what you did there, kicking it off there in the champion chump, but why don't you go ahead and do the same? Kick us off. Who is your biggest buy
2: in fantasy football right now. Uh, my biggest buy going into week 6 is Leonard Fournette. And uh, you should go after him quick too cuz he's uh he plays Thursday night. Um if you look at his uh his the volume he's been getting, he's top 10 in routes run, targets, receptions and receiving yards at running back after 5 weeks. He's got two games in a row with over 100 total yards and the bucks offense is just, you know, they move the ball to third in total points, they weren't top 5 in yards. He he fits the bill, man. I'm going after Fournette. Yeah, he definitely doesn't. And he he has
0: yet to have that true, you know, 25, 30-point game where his fantasy team was like, I got to keep this guy. They might be a little bit skeptical. You know, Giovanni Bernard caught a touchdown last week, so on and so forth. So now's the time to go ahead and make a move to get him because he's a stud, and he just looks like such a good fit in that offense, like you said, Brandon. Jonesy, what's up, my brother? Give me your buy in fantasy football right now? I
1: mean, it's got to be Trace Claypool, right? Juju down for the rest of the year. His target's going up. His volume's going up. Uh, The only guy he's going to compete with now is Deontay Johnson, who's just an absolute workhorse for that team. But even in the last two games that uh, Claypool has played, he played week three. He had 15 targets against Cincinnati, and he had six targets last week for a buck 30 and a touchdown. Um, If I'm looking for a guy right now uh, to fill uh, a flex spot, that is a guy that I'm calling my friend who has him about and trying to work a, a a swift little deal out.
0: You're trying to get it done. Do you, what what do you think someone who is trying to, you know, acquire a guy of that caliber, what would they be looking to give up in a quick trade? I mean, it's
1: tough. It all all depends on what everybody needs. Right. Um, But I think realistically, you have to think a guy that can potentially be an RB too. Um, just straight up one for one, I think would would uh, benefit both sides here, depending on what um, you look for. So for me, uh, the guy I have in my league is looking for like a running back to potentially <clears throat> take take uh, to have on the bench and to mm. potentially get some workload. So I got guys like Javante Williams. I got guys that sit on my bench looking for workload. So just keeping an eye out for that.
0: That makes sense. That's a, I think that's a good uh, a good move there. Take a look at someone on your bench who who, who might be a starter somewhere else, and go ahead and and pluck Chase Claypool from that roster. My buy right now is another wide receiver, Stephon Diggs from the Buffalo Bills, number two in air yards with six hundred thirty three, number two in deep targets with 11, and he is number five right now of wide receivers and target rate in 31.8%. Last week on Sunday Night Football, he was the first time of the season he had an under 80% snap share. Not what you want to see, but at the same time, this this Bills team, number one in offense, number one in defense, are completely blowing everyone out of the water. And it's just, I think they're just trying to conserve They're better players to make sure they're ready at the end of the season. Now, unfortunately, you look at the Bills' schedule, you see the Titans, the Dolphins, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Colts, the Saints taking you through Thanksgiving. There's not a whole lot of competitive games there on the board, so we're hoping to get you know someone like Diggs going, and I can imagine that Josh Allen, being his boy and all, wants to get the man uh, on fire as the season goes on. So if you can, maybe someone who took him in the second round or so is getting a little antsy. Now's a chance to go ahead and swoop up and scoop up like a guy like Stefan Diggs, maybe 85 cents in the dollar. If, uh, if you're lucky, let's move on to the cells. Uh, my cell here is pretty quite obvious. I'm going with miles Gaskin. Someone you just kind of talked about Jones, like someone, you know, on maybe a bench running back that you can sell high on Gaskin 10 catches last week, two touchdowns, didn't run the football. Obviously he was playing the Buccaneers in an awful matchup, but, he was just getting peppered with targets, and he turned it into probably the biggest game he'll have all year. Uh, maybe someone in your league sees his usage that went up this week, this week and thinks it's sustainable, so they're willing to give up something of, of substantial magnitude for Miles Gas, and that's why I think it's time to sell high. Brandon, tell the people listening who your sell in fantasy football is right now.
2: My sell is also coming off a big week in week five. It's Cortland Sutton. Um, the Broncos are outside the top 20 in pass plays per game. If you look at both of his big games so far, they've come on games where he was targeted 10 times or more. And I just think with Judy returning soon, that's going to kind of tick down, tick down a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, think their offense runs a little slow. I just, I think Corlin Sutton is kind of a boom bust player. So I would sell Cortland Sutton after this big game.
0: Yeah, Teddy Bridger is not necessarily a high volume guy, but he is. He can, you know, maintain a few pass catchers in, in fantasy football, like he showed last year for the Carolina Panthers. But you know, with all those things you just mentioned, maybe Cortland Sutton will get you a little bit more than you had initially bargained for. That's why you use him to uh, hit that trade market. Jones, who are you saying peace out to, and trying to make a move and selling his ass
1: again? This, I mean, this is tough. I think for me, i I'd, I'd be I'd be looking to move a guy like Daryl Henderson. Um, uh, just because I think his workload's great, he's been a great asset so far. Um, but they have uh, a little bit of a tough schedule down the stretch against uh, some run defenses. So for me, if I have him as my RB two going down the stretch, I'm a little bit worried. But I mean, not for nothing, else, he's getting a great workload when he's playing. You know, <clears throat> last week he had 18 touches for 99 yards and touchdown. 16, mm-hmm. just under 17 points. He's averaging around, I think it's like 16, six, just outside yeah. the top 15. So, I mean, I might be selling him while his value is a little high right now.
0: And he does seem to get banged up virtually every single week. So, you know, and who knows one of the times that those injuries pop up, it sticks around. And all of a sudden, Sonny Michelle the guy getting carried. So, uh, you would get, I would imagine you get quite a bit for a guy like Daryl Henderson right now. Uh, he and he could two be, weeks
2: ago, didn't he? Yeah, yes. exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So he has missed a game. And uh he's probably drafted as your RB three. Uh if you did it, if you uh, had a good draft. So that's somebody worth selling the, you know, fill a hole or two while he's absolutely killing it. Uh before we jump into the week six breakdown, I'm gonna need a little bit of boost. I'm gonna need a little bit of energy. Jones, you got something for me? Yeah, no, I, I got something for
1: you. Uh let me let you in on a little secret here. Have you ever felt unable to focus, just tired and low on energy?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: All right, so we understand that feeling. We understand it so well that Key Woman Jones is brought to you not only by the Couch Guy Sports Network, but we're also sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be Razor Shark to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boost when you need it the most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head over to www.shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavored box or even their watermelon flavored box. I personally have been drinking the watermelon flavored box for two weeks now since we've had them. And uh, not only am I razor sharp, but it's helping me gamble. It's helping me do fancy football. It's helping me. It's helping me do everything in life because I'm staying focused. So trust me when I tell you, this is a product you want to get behind. Oh, and don't worry to all the Q woman Jones listeners worldwide. They ship worldwide. Get your shock energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back.
0: Jones, I got to admit, man, you've, Look more focused over the last couple of weeks. And now I know your secret. Mm-hmm.
1: Shocked energy, baby.
0: And when my shocked energy crate comes in, you better believe I'm going to be real sharp here between the ears, zip zapping through the the weeks ahead breakdown. See, I couldn't even get it out because I'm not entirely focused like I will be when my shocked energy comes in. So shout out to shocked energy. You guys are a great friends of the Key Woman Jones Fantasy Football Show. Boys, are we ready to? Uh, Spring off that diving board and go headfirst into the week six slate breakdown.
1: Absolutely. Ready? Let's get, let's get going.
0: Let's get it going. First and foremost, the Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans saints, New York jets, and the San Francisco 49ers are all on bye. So if you have any of those guys in your team, get them on your starting lineup. No one likes the guy in the league that starts dudes on bye. don't be that guy. Don't be the taco in your league. So why don't we get it started with the Thursday night football matchup? The four and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers head over to the Philadelphia Eagles and take on that two and three football team. We have an over under of 51 and a half, so points are expected. You're starting Tom Brady, you're starting all three receivers, right? Yep, I am. Yep. And like Brandon said, you're definitely starting Leonard Fournette at this point. Uh, anything on this offense that you want to – any of the one you guys want to bring up
2: before we keep it moving, Brandon? I think the word is Gronk might be back this week. Is Ooh.
1: that – I've been hearing rumblings about Gronk being
2: back, correct? Yeah, I think I think Gronk is also on the table too there. He might be starting Gronk as well.
0: Just an absolute bonanza start, everybody. Now, if Gronk is active and he is rumored to be at or near 100%, uh, does that worry you in terms of the three receivers? What do you think Brady can keep all four balls in the year, Jones?
1: Um, It's going to worry me for one of the receivers. I don't know which one yet because realistically at the beginning of the year, we, we all thought it was going to be Mike Evans, but Mike Evans has been a stud so far this year. And not only has he not really been touchdown dependent after week one, but he's been a solid performer for them. And I honestly think, if it's going to affect anybody this week. It's going to affect uh, Chris Cottle.
0: Mm-hmm. He's a little banged up.
1: Mm-hmm. So, give or take there, but I think Antonio Brown's a big boom this week. I think Mike Evans is a solid play, and if Gronk plays, that's another solid top 10 tight end option right there.
0: No question about it. Uh, and if you – let's just say you're in, in a little bit of a pickle. Uh, you you were starting Kamara and Mike Davis or so. Uh would you go to Giovanni Bernard as your starter this week, Brandon?
2: Uh, I would try to stay away from that. He's too touchdown like dependent. Yeah, there's some there's backups that are starting right now. Maybe you could get your hands on like William Darrell Williams or um I mean Damian Williams or uh Devontae Booker, Darrell Williams, Booker, all that whole right. crew.
0: Yep. That whole crew of uh nobodies that are all of a sudden fantasy relevant.
1: <laughs> Check your fantasy wire. <laughs> I would personally stay away from Devontae Booker personally. I just think the Giants' offense, if Daniel Jones, isn't there, and it's getting run by Mike Lennon. It's just going to be an absolute dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, you could be right. You could be right on that fact. Uh, I think that's going to cover pretty much the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's move over to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. You're starting Jalen Hurts, the guy who's been an absolute monster uh, right now. Uh, Devontae Smith, you're starting him too. Tell me about the running backs, Jones. Gainwell Sanders, who, how, where do you have those two guys ranked, and what do you see uh, them uh, producing for on this Thursday night game? Um,
1: well, I have Miles Sanders outside of the top twenty-five this week. I just, I don't like, I don't like their matchup for him this week. I like Kenneth Gainwell. I have Kenneth Gainwell in a couple spots ahead of him, mm-hmm. but other than that, I don't. I'm not sold on Miles Sanders this week. I would stay away.
0: Completely agree. I got Sanders at 36. I got Gainwell at 34. I just They gave him a bunch of targets. It felt like a squeaky wheel game, and he went for six yards. Didn't do anything with Sanders? it. Sanders?
2: Yeah. Miles Sanders had five, had five targets for negative 32 air yards.
0: Ne- right. So he did an absolutely squat. With his opportunities. I just think they go back to game. Well, right. they're at two and three. They got a new regime. They got, they, they, they're looking to win. I don't think they're here to tank. They have a bunch of first round picks of other crap teams. So why tank? I really think they're going to try to put it, you know, the pedal to the metal and, and really try to score on this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense who are just not good in the secondary. So look for Hertz to connect with Devonte Smith and uh, uh, other pass catchers. Jalen Rager. Yes or no. Any of you guys excited about him? No. No, no, Jay I'm not either. playing
2: it. The only other guy maybe for me is uh I know Dallas Goddard got added to the COVID uh reserve list. So maybe Zach Ertz.
0: Yes. Yeah. Cause the problem with that tandem is that they eat into each other's opportunities. Yep. but yep. if they, if one sits, uh, it's kind of wheels up for the other. You agree with that Jones. If you, are you looking to play Ertz? If, uh if you got him, if Goddard's out on Thursday.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I would agree with Brandon there.
0: Yeah. I got them both right now at 12 and 13. But if uh, Goddard's out, I could see Ertz going up a few spots for sure. Uh, Let's go ahead and fly across the pond and talk about the second London game in this short season. The one in four Miami Dolphins play against the 0-5 Jacksonville Jaguars over under 45.5. So it's not looking to be a shootout on the slate, but. You never know. Sometimes you get two crap teams. You send them over to London and you get a little bit of fireworks. Uh, In terms of the Dolphins, Brandon, you excited about anybody on the Dolphins this week?
2: Not really. I mean, the NFL really sends over the cream of the crop for these London games, huh? Just the Jets and the Falcons (laughs) last week and then the Dolphins and Jags. Yeah, let's go ahead and
0: send over one combined win for for the I, the fans I, over in London,
2: yeah. So, so no, on the Dolphins, no, honestly, like you said, Miles Gaskin, he was involved in the pass game a lot last week, but he's been super inconsistent. Maybe Gasecki, if you're if you're weak at tight end, I don't really like any of the receivers for them. I don't know. I'd stay away from most of the Dolphins personally.
0: How do you feel about that, Jones? You looking to do the same thing, kind of stay away from the Dolphins, or are you looking to play Giseki?
1: Well, I mean, if if that that awful quarterback's coming back. I'm staying away from anybody on that team.
0: So Tua comes back, you're out.
1: Oh, 100 percent Yeah, yeah. I, I completely true.
0: agree with that. I gotta be honest here. Uh, I do like Gasecki. I got Gasecki ranked as my number four tight end Hank going into week six because the Jaguars, they're just not good against tight ends. They're about, they're in they're outside, you know, they're in the bottom five teams in the league in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. But the problem is if Jacoby Brissett doesn't play, Tua doesn't throw it to Giseki. He showed that in the beginning of the year. So if Preset's in, I'm all over Gasecki. If he's not, I'm out. Now let's talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence, James Robinson, Laviska Chennault, uh, Marvin Jones, Dan Arnold's name's kind of going around the circles. Brandon, who do you like in the Jacksonville Jaguars offense?
2: The same guy like last week, and that's James Robinson. And outside of that, I'm, I'm looking to stay away. I've had to play Marvin Jones the last few weeks in the league and it hasn't uh turned in it hasn't turned out too well so what is your what think, let me ask you about that
0: what's your outlook on Marvin Jones he's still leading the team uh in snaps in routes run but only 3 targets last week he's had 7 targets over the last 2 weeks are right. you out on him in shallow leagues or are you uh, I'm not to I, I wouldn't
2: like drop him. I mean in shallow leagues I might drop him in deeper leagues I'd hold him but I'm not playing him I'm staying away from him he, yeah he at the beginning of the year, it looked like he was going to be heavily involved in the offense. And it's just really that's died down the last couple of weeks. And you think it would go up with Shark being out. So.
0: Right. And it's all of a sudden it's like their whole entire pass game has changed without Shark. Like, right. No one's filled in for the other. They've kind of just started throwing it to you know other players and, and getting the whole thing going. And James Robinson, like you said, he's a must start at this point. Um, I got him inside my top 10. He's second graded. Uh, with uh, out of the running backs on PFF right now, he's just been nasty, Jones. Anything you want to add about the Jaguars' offense at all? I think
1: it's big targets are going to go to Schnell again this week.
0: Um, it just he
1: just seems to have the chemistry right now with Trevor. Um, and honestly, looking at it, how bad Xavier Howard looked last week, depending on who he's covering, I might be I might be looking at uh, their uh, their uh, over receiving arch problem.
0: Mm, that's good yeah he just has not been the same guy this year
1: no he really hasn't
0: and, and you know we can't talk about a london game without talking about the kickers so i got jason sanders inside my top 10 uh just I, I, it's completely unfounded but i just always think that these guys go to london and we, maybe it's the soccer energy in the air some kicker is gonna have a good game and i think this week it's jason sanders for the miami dolphins uh, let's go ahead and come back to America, the good U.S. of A, and go into the next Sunday game. The 3-2 and two Cincinnati Bengals are three-and-a-half-point favorites as they travel to Detroit and take on the winless 0-5 Detroit Lions, over under 47-and-a-half, so there may be a little bit of scoring here. Uh, Where do you got – I mean, obviously a lot of this is going to come from the Cincinnati side. Brandon, who is your favorite pass catcher this week for the Cincinnati Bengals?
2: Well, after for me, it's Jamar Chase. I like T. Higgins a lot. I've always liked Tyler Boyd, so I like all three of their pass catchers. But Jamar Chase is just... That dude's a big play waiting to happen. They're targeting him a ton. He leads the team in targets. Yeah, Jamar Chase is the guy. And I'm hoping Mixon gets a a full games worth here of of work because the Detroit Lions are pretty weak against the run,
0: as always. Yeah, I'm glad you bring that up. Detroit Lions are dead last in fantasy points allowed to running back. So if... Joe Mixon can get the workload. Joe Mixon may eat. Jones, how do you feel about J- Joe Burrow this week? And then go ahead and add anything you'd like on the offense in general.
1: I would have Joe Burrow my top 10 this week.
0: He could actually like them up.
1: I think that's what I'm thinking. I think I think him and Jamar Chase. I have Jamar Chase inside my top 10 as well. Um, I have him at eight. I just I don't know. I, I like this matchup for um <clears throat> for both sides. Like, don't get me wrong, we've seen how uh Minnesota's struggled against them, but besides like Justin Jefferson when they played last week. So I mean, I'm just looking as a whole here. I I love Jamar Chase in this spot. I even like Tyler Boyd as a, a solid flex option. T Higgins has just missed too much time this year for me to even uh, look at him.
0: Yeah, you gotta let him kind of get healthy uh, on your bench that if you can allow it. I got all three of them in my top thirty. Actually, I don't like a Boyd at 31. So pretty close. Uh, I just, they're high powered offense. They're rolling right now. Joe Burrow is looking pretty good. Uh, They could absolutely go ahead and smoke the Detroit Lions. Now, if they do, if they come out and put on a a good offensive show, that's going to lead the Detroit Lions to be the catch up mode or go punch for punch with them. But who do you like from the Lions side, Jones?
1: I mean, besides DeAndre Swift. Uh, relatively no one, honestly. I mean, I have a sleeper in my top 50, uh, and that's the guy that we talked to at the beginning of the year being the no-one guy out in Detroit. He's starting to get the target share up there. Uh, Jericho's starting to trust him a little bit, so hopefully we see more and more of him. Uh, but that's Amon, Amon Ra St. Brown. We've been seeing the target share go up. We've been seeing the receptions go up. Just have to get him in the end zone. Once he gets in the end zone, he's going to be talked about much more.
0: Yeah, I agree that he, you're starting to see his usage go through the roof. Uh, I, of course, love DeAndre Swift, have him in my top 10. Jamal Williams, you can go back to the well. He's, you know, he's getting good enough uh, work in the passing game and in the run. Brandon, let me ask you this, though. How do you feel about TJ Hawkinson and his back to back dud
2: weeks? Yeah, I'm, I don't know. He was, I mean, at the beginning of the year, he was looking like he was about to crack into that top three tight ends. But, yeah, it hasn't looked good the past few weeks. You got to hope with Cephas out maybe you have a couple more targets. But, yeah, I'm with Chris. When he said DeAndre Swift is like you're obviously starting DeAndre Swift outside of him. I mean, I guess at tight end you would be starting Hawkinson. You probably don't have a better guy than him. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm a little concerned about him. I, I agree
0: uh, more on him to come. Uh, but, yeah, it just it seems like it's DeAndre Swift and it's a bunch of maybes on that Detroit Lions offense. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to one of the premier potential shootouts here on the slate. The two and three, I can't believe I'm saying that the two and three below 500 Kansas City Chiefs are six and a half point favorites as they travel east to take on the Washington football team in their two and three record. Fifty five point five implied game total shows off a potential shootout. Uh, Let's talk about the Kansas Kansas City Chiefs. And the big news about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hurt his knee. He's going to be out what sources say is multiple weeks. Uh, are you
2: firing up Darrell Williams this week, Brandon? Um, You know, in, in our home league, if I had him, I definitely would be because I, I own Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and I own Elijah Mitchell, who's going to buy, so I really have nothing going into this week. I'm actually yeah. – yeah, so, yeah, I would fire up Darrell Williams if, if I was in a pinch – um, jo- but, but to be completely honest, though, C.E.H., besides the last two weeks, he wasn't super productive this season. They don't give the running back a ton of opportunities. They don't use him in the passing game a lot. Mm. And who knows how much McKinnon will be involved, too. So, yeah, he's he's kind of an iffy proposition this week.
0: Jones, how do you have the uh, the running backs in the Kansas City Chiefs backfield uh, ranked this week?
1: Um. So I have... Jarek McKinnon at 47, and I have DeRoy Williams at 21 this week. I just think this matchup could be a little bit uh, beneficial, especially um, with the full game's work. I mean, we saw what he did last week. It wasn't fantastic against a good uh, Buffalo defense, but I think with their matchup this week against Washington, who kind of struggled last week to contain a guy like Alvin Kamara, um, not obviously that DeRoy Williams is anywhere close to Alvin Kamara's level. But just kind of like that shifty back a little bit, so I would, I would say he's just outside my top twenty. I, I if if you can get him and you desperately need an RB two, he's easily a guy that can fill that void.
0: Yeah, he will most certainly be a, a very popular waiver wire ad through Fab or waiver wire spots this week. Uh, he did see five targets last week, so that's you know encouraging for a guy like Williams. Uh, you're obviously starting Mahomes, even though he had a bad week. He's having a pretty good season, so you're starting him. Tyreek Hill, you're definitely playing him this week. Travis Kelsey, you're firing it up. Any other pass catcher, you know, Pringle or McCall Hardman, or are you just leaving at the studs for the Chiefs, Brandon?
2: Yeah, I'm staying away from everybody else. I mean, I think Hardman had 12 targets last week or 10 maybe, which is yeah, he had a bunch. impressive and you, and you hope that could, could carry over, but it hasn't in the past. He'll have yeah. a game like that and then it just fades away. So, and I'd they were just
0: smothering Tyreek Hill. They were doubling to Kelsey. They were just yeah. trying to force it to, to Hardman and it wasn't working. So, it, you know, I can't imagine they have that much resistance from the Washington football team to uh, not go to the studs. So I'm just sticking with the players that you know from the Chiefs offense. But the Washington football team, these are some interesting names. You're obviously playing Terry Mack. Scary Terry is a top tight end, uh, t- top wide receiver this week. Would you agree, Jones?
1: Yeah, I have Scary Terry at six, actually, this week, just outside the top five, just because Kansas City's defense is a, a crapshoot right now. Absolute Daniel Sorensen can't can't hold anybody accountable.
0: Daniel Sorensen has caused uh, the honey badger to, to do the old LeBron James what the hell are you doing gesture <laughs> multiple times this year. It's quite interesting to see. To yeah, seriously. Bad. And Terry Mack, I, I agree. With you. I got him at seven. I think he's going to absolutely eat up that chiefs defense uh let's talk about the running backs though real quick coming off a two touchdown game antonio gibson his usage looked a lot better in favor of him over jd mckissick but in a potential shootout are you okay going to mckissick jones no you're staying away even yep. in ppr leagues even in ppr leagues, even if there's weapon. a fire
1: <laughs> especially if there's a fire i'm staying away
0: <laughs> brand you feel the same Are you uh Okay, using JD McKinsick in a pinch. Yeah, he's.
2: I I wouldn't want to use him. His he's been so the workload has been so inconsistent this year. I mean, we've talked about him before. I think he's a good player. Yeah. And it, it stinks because I wish Gibson was just had the whole share, but, but McK- McKissick always gets in the way. But yeah, I w- I wouldn't want to put him in. He he wasn't involved at all really last week, so. It's uh, kind of hard to play a guy like
0: that. It really is, it, especially in a guy who's so like opportunity dependent uh he's not going to make a whole lot of big plays i know he made one against atlanta but you're not necessarily looking for that you're looking for the volume and the targets and stuff like that and if he's not going to get it he's not worth playing uh they do have an interesting tight end on the washington football team but we will uh talk about him later in the show so why don't we go ahead and move on and talk about uh quite frankly, uh, a crap, a crap game. It's just a crap game, but we'll talk about it real quick. The one and four Houston Texans are nine and a half point dogs as they travel to the Indianapolis Colts and take on this one and four football team. We have an over under of 43 and a half Jones. Houston Texans offense, anybody at all you're interested in. Davis Mills coming off a pretty good game. Chris Conley caught a touchdown. But is there anyone other than Cooks that you care at all about?
1: No, not really. I mean, you don't really play much besides Brandy Cooks anyways for this team. The running backs are too inconsistent on who gets the workload. Um, I just think personally, I'm looking at it. I think, um, uh, what's his name? I think we'll see David Johnson get the bulk of it this week. But as far as the Houston Texans go, I would stay away from anybody not named Brandon Cooks.
0: Where do you have Brandon Cooks ranked this week?
1: Uh, just outside the top 25. I have been 26.
0: Oh, so do I. So, yeah, you're going to go ahead and fire up Brandon Cooks. Uh, Jones, you, you alluded to that running back situation. Brandon, Who, if, if you had to, are you playing any of them?
2: or Are you even rostering any of them at this point? Um, Philip Lindsay, I probably wouldn't be rostering at this point. I don't think I'd be rostering Ingram either. He just runs the ball and he's a plug. Yeah. Um, David Johnson, he he gets, you know, he gets a little bit of pass work and stuff, which I kind of like. So, yeah, if yeah. I was going to roster one of them, it'd probably be David Johnson for sure. Like and, you said, I mean, Cooks is really the only interesting guy in this whole offense.
0: Yeah, if you're going to the well and you're really and you're picking up David Johnson, you're hurting you're hurting business right now, no doubt about it. But, I mean, if you're going to roster anyone in that backfield, I would take him. He's, he's got the highest upside, and he's probably the best pass catcher out of the bunch. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts coming off a pretty good fantasy matchup against the uh, Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football. Carson Wentz coming off a 402-touchdown game. Uh, Michael Pittman mossed. Uh, Jason Everett and scored a to touchdown looked real good. And, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is a no-doubt stud. Jones, anyone uh, other than those three guys you're going to or anything you want to elaborate on those three guys in the Indianapolis Colts offense? Uh,
1: Michael Payton, Jr. is the top 25 receiver fantasy this week. Um, mm-hmm. He just His target here just keeps going out through the roof with Carson Wentz uh, at the helm. They're, they're getting good chemistry together. It's reminds me a little bit of Carson in Philly when he had uh, Alshon Jeffrey. It was just over reliable. He can get him the football. Um <clears throat> Pittman also finds his way to get open from time to time, so I I like him this week. Another guy I like, I mean, if you're in like this big of a pinch for tight ends, Mo Ali Cox is just keeps keeps getting looked at from whence as well. So other than that, I think everything's really self-explanatory.
0: Yeah, Mo Ali Cox had a pretty good game last week. Uh, that it's seen he's emerging as probably the uh, most dynamic pass catcher out of the tight end group. Uh, but Brandon, anything you want to add on the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, uh more specifically, uh, Carson Wentz. Are, are you okay playing him in two QB or super flex leagues? Houston sucks,
2: so <laughs> these, yeah, yeah, Wentz might make my lineup. But for sure. Um, I just actually want to touch on what Chris was saying. Pittman, Pittman looks like a, a absolute alpha receiver to me. Yeah, and and I agree. Like Carson Wentz is the kind of guy that will throw in a. He'll make those dangerous throws, and Pittman will go steal it from the defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's I not afraid to go make those
0: 50, 50 balls. Like you mentioned Alshon Jeffrey. And, and also when you watch them play, they do have design plays to get in the rock. So if he's just, if he gets two or three or four, you know, design targets, that's just going to add to the floor of Michael Pittman. And I agree with you, Chris, I, I, I think he's a beast this week. I got him uh, ranked currently as my, t- uh, my wide receiver 27. So I'm going back to that. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Uh the, Los Angeles Rams, the 4-1 Los Angeles Rams, head east to take on the 1-4 and New York Giants. Rams are 10.5-point favorite, and we have an over-under of 47.5, which, in my opinion, is good enough for some fantasy goodness. Stafford, must play. Cooper Cup, must play. Robert Woods after last week, big game. Brandon, is Robert Woods back in everyone's good graces and
2: a must-start receiver? I, I think he should be treated that way. Yeah. Um, he's He's been fantasy point production wise. He's been good so far this year. He's been, I think he's wide receiver 22 right now. And most people have considered him to have a down year. He wasn't being targeted a ton and he had a few touchdowns too, which added to his fantasy points. But after last week, they said they wanted to get him more involved. He was more involved. I'm st- I'm starting him on a weekly basis after, after that performance.
0: Jones, anything you want to add on Mr. Bobby Trees?
2: No, he
1: <clears> – <throat> Brandon kind of hit it on the head there. I mean, once the target goes up, the uh, the performance goes up. So we saw a bunch of targets led the team in targets last week. There you go.
0: Yeah, he came out and, and balled out in a big way. I think that was a perfect get-right game to, you know, get everyone on the same page in that Rams offense. I got him at wide receiver 21, so you're definitely going to play him. going to play Daryl Henderson. He's just been – that usage has just been absolutely fantastic so far this year. Jones, are you playing Tyler Higby? Are you excited for the tight end of the Los Angeles Rams this week? Um,
1: i to think he'll be in my top ten this week. I mean, Stafford likes getting ball and just looking at – Uh, Other options that are out there, I would rather play Higby than uh, a plethora of tight ends.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. The Giants are actually seventh worst against tight ends this year. So I have him safely in my top 10 at tight end seven. Uh, Heading over to the other team in this matchup, the New York Giants, they just lost Saquon Barkley, arguably their best offensive weapon, for two to four weeks after a nasty-looking ankle sprain. Uh, we, We touched on Devontae Booker at the top of the show. Jones, you're out on him. Brandon, how do you feel about Devontae Booker?
2: You know, one of the things you always want from running backs is volume, and I think he'll see that. Against the Rams, it might not be too efficient. But, you know, like there's a lot, there's some injuries, there's buys are starting up now, you might need to start a guy like Booker. So um, I, I would say that, yeah, he's in the mix. He's going to get work. So
0: yeah, usage I I is him. king at the running back position, uh, even if it's just se- if it's semi useless uh, uh, opportunities. He finds the end zone. That's his day right there. He gets four targets, catches three of them for 30 yards. That's going to make an RB2 very much a possibility for Devontae Booker. Uh, He's a good back, you know, a a very fundamentally sound back, and they used him very much like they used Saquon Barkley when when he left. So maybe that it's encouraging to possibly start him as a low-end RB2. Jones, you think Daniel Jones plays this week, or is he out?
1: I think he's out this week.
0: Yeah, you think that's? I agree. That looked like a pretty nasty concussion. Rarely do you see guys get carted off into the locker room with a concussion, and that's something you saw Daniel Jones uh, happen to him after he left the game. Uh, Mike Lennon doesn't really elevate anybody in this past game, but Kadarius Tony balled the f out last week in relief. Did get ejected uh, and also headbed of the teammate. So this guy had a pretty eventful Sunday. Uh, looking like he's going to be the uh, number one waiver ad at the wide receiver position. Brandon, if he's available in one of your leagues, are you going to use a claim uh, to scoop him up or are you going to use a significant amount of your fab?
2: Yeah, I'd scoop him up. I, Galladays, I mean, you saw last week the guy's hurt quite a bit. He's a good receiver, but he gets hurt. Shepard's hurt a lot. Slayton's hurt a lot. They've all been out. They've all missed time already. Um, yeah, I'd go out and grab Tony. He looked good. I'm I'm not sure how much I'd be excited to play him this week if if Daniel Jones can't play, but I like Tony going forward. Jones, anything you want to add on
0: Kondarius, Tony? And Same question to you. If he's available in one of your leagues, are you going to go ahead and actively scoop him up?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm actually putting a claim in form right now, as we speak. Um, but yeah, I mean d they're just they're so talented. Um and it just stinks to see all these guys that are out. And even if um guys come back like Sterling Shepherd and um oh and Darius Slayton and, and company, I don't know. I think Tony has worked himself into the lineup consistently, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, uh, I completely agree. I think he's an absolute must add, even if you don't need a receiver in fantasy, uh, 13 targets last week, 10 receptions, 189 receiving yards. And I think much like Kyle Pitts, uh, it's, it's going to be too tough for the giants to put the cat in the bag. They took this kid in the first round, you know, he's got tremendous speed at four, four, three speed, uh, and his route running looked pretty crisp. I think, uh, now that they've seen what they can get out of him and they realize the weapon that Kadarius Tony is, I think he is here to stay. Anyone else on that Giants team uh, that you're looking to either roster or even start, you know, maybe like a Melvin, uh, Melvin Ingram, uh, Evan Ingram, anyone like that? Or are we just kind of leaving the rest of the Giants for the birds, so to speak?
1: They can have fun on the waiver wire.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would be more interested in playing Higby than Ingram. Yeah. yeah I don't know if me that's too. saying much, but, but yeah.
0: No, I think that's a call. You know, some teams, you know, if they went with two uh, tight ends late, those are the type of guys that they could have in their roster. And maybe they think uh, with all the injuries, Evan Ingram is somebody to play. I have been a Evan Ingram truther for a long time, but after these last couple of weeks when there was no one else and he still didn't really produce, I may have to finally leave Evan Ingram Island. Uh, Let's move on to the next matchup on the slate. My personal favorite on the slate. I think this over under is completely bunk. The four and one Los Angeles Chargers go to the Baltimore Ravens and take on that four-and-one ball club. Basically a pick em game. Chargers are getting three and a half because they're the road team. Uh 50.5 over under. I think they smash that and they blow right past that total. Uh Justin Herbert is playing lights out he's got two elite receivers in keenan allen and mike williams he has one of the most dynamic running backs in fantasy football in austin eckler uh brandon anything you want to add about this chargers any anything you want to throw out there anything you want to uh tell the people listening other than start these mother efforts?
2: no this is this is like the kind of offense i love for fantasy it's you know who the ball's going to go to so you know which guys to play it's keenan it's mike williams it's eckler those are the three guys. Cook has been okay some weeks, and Donald Parma's is starting to show out a little bit. But I'm starting. It's Keenan, Mike Williams, and Eckler. Those are the three guys. Oh well, and Herbert, of course, too. But the three skill players is Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Eckler.
0: Jones, where do you have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen ranked in going into Week Six?
1: Both inside the top fifteen. I just think we've seen how bad Baltimore's secondary really is. Yep, um, it's not great. Um, and Mike Williams, after having a dud week, absolutely balled out last week against Cleveland, who has one of the better secondaries. So just thinking of what he could do against a bad Baltimore secondary, I'm all in.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm firing up those, those guys for sure. Uh, in a pinch, I am okay. Starting a guy like Jared cook. I got him at tight end 14. Uh, quite frankly, the Ravens are fourth worst against fantasy tight ends this year so you can do worse and i will say in dynasty get donald parham now that guy is an athletic freak 6a he's scored back-to-back weeks you're seeing his routes run go up his snaps go up and if anything happens to jared cook you're talking about a potential monster at tight end and I just I, I can't I, I tweeted this earlier I cannot stop thinking about that Justin Herbert throwing the run absolute thirty three yard dime to Keenan Allen who hits you with that smooth toe drag for a first down uh, that offense looks like they're cooking and I think maybe this is a little bit of a bold take let me I want I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say I think as the season goes on. The conversation of Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes gets a whole lot closer than people would have thought two months ago. What do you guys think about that? I think – so
1: think of think of it like this, in my opinion. If Herbert had Mahomes' targets, and if Mahomes had Herbert's targets, who who would be the better quarterback right now?
0: Uh, I would probably say it would be pretty even because I think Herbert would do nasty with – uh Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey and those guys, and but obviously Patrick Mahomes with those two receivers would demolish.
1: I think Patrick Mahomes with a solid run game is 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 much much better than Herbert having to rely on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill.
0: That's a good point. That's a good point. The run game of, of the Chargers are obvious, is obviously a whole lot better uh, than that of the Chiefs have had over the last few years, for sure. About that, uh, well, I mean, talk- I
1: have I have my thoughts about the Chiefs. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're spending they spent all their money on three players and all you have to realistically do is double Tyreek and have Travis Kelsey beat you. And we've, we've seen it so far in their three losses. It it doesn't, it doesn't look good for them.
0: Yeah. Good point. No, it's definitely a good point there. You bring up, uh, let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson balled out on Monday night football, led them to a tremendous comeback, scored almost 50 points in six point passing touchdown leagues. Uh, obviously you're playing Jackson with all the confidence in the world. But what about uh, Hollywood Brown this week? The Chargers are nasty against opposing wide receivers.
2: Are you okay starting them this week, Brandon? Yeah, I'm starting them. I mean, like I said earlier in the show, it only takes one. There's just one play from that dude makes it a whole week.
0: If I told you the Chargers are second best against wide
2: receivers, would that make you go, hmm, or are you still pulling the trigger? I Personally, I'm still pulling the trigger. He's Like I said, it's that one week that he dropped, I think, two touchdown passes. He's Mm -hmm. been 19-plus points in PPR every single week.
0: Right. No, definitely. Absolutely true. Uh, He's he's been a stud, and he's just super fast. And like you said, it only takes one. Jones, I have to ask, because I know uh, you're a big Hollywood believer. (laughs) What do you got him ranked this week?
1: It's an unpopular belief, actually. I have him at number 25.
0: Just, be, just because
1: just because i want him at 25 so a if he does good i have him or sure looks good and b <laughs> if he does bad i can say hey i'll put hollywood brown wherever he wants in this list and he can continue to be bad
0: yeah i'm just curious so one of uh did one of his girlfriends call you and uh, say hey jones you got to put him in your top 20 man or top 20 so class. i
1: I actually I actually heard from a third girlfriend that nobody really knows about <laughs> um, that told me that he is just he is just so focused because he's on Shocked Energy, shockedenergy.com code CGSN 10 percent off. That makes
2: sense. That makes sense. Uh, oh so baby, I, what a plug.
1: I, 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 I have to put him in the top 25.
0: Fair enough. Hey, fair enough. You're obviously okay playing Mark Andrews. Uh, chargers are actually second worst against opposing tight ends in fantasy this year. And after that monster game against the Colts, how could you not? Jonesy, what do you got Mark Andrews ranked in your tight end rankings this week?
1: Uh, Top five, I'm at number four behind Darren Waller, Dawson Knox, and Travis Kelsey.
0: Ooh, yeah, he's an absolute must-play. You agree, Brandon, Mark Andrews must-play? Yeah,
2: definitely. Yep, I liked him. He was one of the only tight ends I really liked outside of the – The uh, Kelsey Waller, you know when fantasy drafts were actually happening. I actually liked where Mark Andrews was going. I like him.
0: He was your favorite out of the tier two. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that definitely you got to play him now. Before we move on, we got to talk about it. Running back is such a special position in fantasy football, and the Baltimore Ravens are just giving us zero options. Any one of the three you're looking to play this week, Brandon?
2: No, no, I wouldn't play any of them. I mean, I thought Tyson Williams looked good at the beginning of the year with his limited opportunities, but, I mean, he was a healthy scratch for a few weeks, and they didn't really give him much love last week. So,
0: Yeah, they're I'd like, oh, stay away. we really appreciate your over six yards of carry, but...
1: Lamar Jackson's Not just right. going to be the focal point of our offense.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>, he's <laughs> yep. going to do yep. everything. Jonesy, anything real quick on the running backs for the Baltimore Ravens? No,
1: but I think we have to give a quick shout out to Lamar on his... Uh, unreal run right now is his uh, total uh, yard passing and rushing are I think the more than half of the league right now apparently through five weeks
0: yeah he's been a stud and they're letting the guy just be the playmaker you know he's the point guard of this offense whether it be running the football throwing the football he had I think 44 or 443 passing yards against the Colts like he's lighting it up he's uh he's still got to work on that accuracy but you know with the volume that they're letting him throw he's making the right plays he's checking down quite a bit when he needs to uh I really like Amar Jackson uh, I like him going into the year and I certainly like him going forward let's move on to the Green Bay Packers, they take their 4-1 record and their 4.5-point favorites to the vaunted division rival as they go to Chicago to play on the 3-2 and Bears. A 44.5 over-under suggests offense might not come in bunches, but let's talk about the Green Bay Packers here. You're obviously starting Aaron Jones, right, guys, starting Jones? Yep. Starting Jones, yep. Absolutely, he's a must-start top 10 running back, in my opinion. Devontae Adams, yeah, obviously playing Devontae Adams. Uh, He's just an absolute playmaker, stud, getting all the targets under the sun. I got him at my wide receiver one this week. We've got him, Jones.
1: Devontae Adams, I actually have him at two.
0: Ooh, who's your number one receiver then, I have to ask?
1: Uh, It's my boy. I think he's bouncing back in a big way this week. I talked about him earlier.
0: Uh, Cooper Cup Yeah baby Cooper Cup coming back In a big way uh, I can see that Definitely happening um, Anyone else on, on the Green Bay Packers You guys want to talk about AJ Dillon Robert Tunyon Randall Cobb Any one of those guys uh, Really uh, Spark any interest Anything you want to bring up
1: No Because Robert Tunyon's too um,
0: <clears>
1: too <throat> Too touchdown dependent And uh, He has been horrendous For me So No I'm good
0: Randall, yeah absolutely and Brandon, what do you had do you have any thoughts on AJ Dillon he's starting to get some passing work uh do you is that just going to be a two man backfield uh, how do you see that playing out in week 6 and beyond
2: It's it's kind of always been a two man backfield going back you know since Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams shared shared the backfield so it doesn't surprise me I but Aaron Jones will still do his thing so but AJ Dillon the, I mean you have some like we talked about earlier you have some teams on bye weeks you have some RBs that are out. You know AJ Dillon, I think you could do worse than him.
0: I completely agree. Back to back double-digit weeks.
2: Right, right, and he's in an offense that scores points. He, they—they're not scared to use him in the passing game. So, I like him.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't be if I if I roster Aaron Jones. I'm not afraid of a two-man backfield. You're talking about the efficiency god that is Aaron Jones. Uh, but I do want to touch on Robert Tunyon real quick and talk about just how inefficient effective he's truly been this year let me go ahead and read off his receiving yards per game eight 52 six eight eight and in week four he saw seven targets for eight yards uh i just think he's an absolute bum i think last year was a flash in the pan and this week i got him at tight end 25 stay away let's go ahead and move to the chicago bears they still won't have david montgomery I mean, Damian Williams looked good, but so did Khalil Herbert. How do you see that backfield playing
2: out in Week Six, Brandon? Um, I I could see them kind of doing what they did last week. They split the carries a little bit. Um, I think they'll probably keep Williams involved in the passing game a little bit more. But, I mean, Damian Williams, in my opinion, is I'd feel pretty comfortable starting him.
0: Jonesy, I think you're watching a little wrestling too loud over there, but but I do like it. You like NXT? Shout out Suplex Biddies, the number one wrestling podcast on the CGS Network. Uh, I love that show uh, that my man Chris Jones is on. But Jones, how how do you see that backfield playing out in Chicago? Herbert or Herbert? Uh, Khalil Herbert versus uh, Damian Williams.
1: I think Damian Williams is the feature back there. Um, I have Damian Williams this week inside the top twenty again. I like him. Um, I'm at 15. I like I like him. I liked him last week. I think getting the starter workload, I'm not really nervous of Khalil Herbert. I think Herbert will take some touches away from him, but not a ton.
0: Yeah, I'm looking to add Herbert in deep leagues as a stash, but Damian Williams was getting all the the valuable touches. Got the touchdown and looked pretty good. Uh, that was a great call by you last week, Jones, on Damian Williams. So uh, go back to the well, if you will. Now, let's talk real quick about the pass catchers for the Chicago Bears in the quarterback. Uh, Justin Fields, is he going to play?
1: Um, I haven't read much about it, honestly.
0: Yeah, something about a knee, but it seems like he's going to be good to go. Uh, are, are either you guys – do you have any faith in Allen Robinson going forward? No. Nope. Neither one. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about someone I drafted him in multiple leagues thinking he was the safest wide receiver in that fifth sixth round range. And he's been nothing but he's been an absolute bust. And uh, it's getting to the point now where you got to find other options. You can't keep wheeling them out there and trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. So uh, I would go elsewhere with Alan. Uh, if you have Alan Robinson, you guys uh, on down Mooney this week at all.
1: Only in the pickle. But no,
0: yeah, I got him at wide receiver thirty-eight. Oddly enough, ahead of Odell Beckham, Brandon's Week Five chump. Uh, but yeah, it, it, uh, if you're gonna go to the, the if you're gonna go one of the wide receivers of the Bears, you are again hurt in business, and it's time to maybe uh, try to make some moves to improve your wide receiver room. Let's go ahead and move on to the two and three Minnesota Vikings. Travel east to take on the two, the three, and two Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings. It looks like Dalvin Cook will be back this week. Uh, are you uh, playing Dalvin Cook with confidence, Jones?
1: No, I think that injury is a big concern, and I think he's just going to be too inconsistent. Not only this week, but for the rest of the year.
0: So I have to ask then uh, if he's going to be inconsistent, maybe even missed uh, some some drives, and they kind of alternate more. Where do you got Alexander mattinson this week?
1: I got him inside the, the top twenty-five. I got him ranked twenty-two.
0: And then, so what do you have, Cook? Uh, Seventeen. Okay. Okay. Wow. So you're 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 heavily throwing the caution flag for Dalvin Cook, team builders. Yes. No, no doubt about that. And then we're all all K playing Justin Jefferson. He's an absolute stud. Got him at my in my top five. Uh, Brandon, how do you feel about Tyler Conklin this week?
2: I'm not a huge Tyler Conklin guy. I, me
0: neither. Me neither. What, I mean, yeah, like, it, yeah, I like put, put him in that well kind of uh, whatever bums in the tight end carousel.
2: Yeah, he's he. If he finds his way in the end zone, he'll be worth playing. But other than that, I don't. I don't. I I try to find a better option than Conklin. I agree. What
0: about Adam Thielen? Before we move on, I like Thielen. I I go back to the
2: well. Um, I think he's a good receiver. I like how Cousins targets him a lot in the end zone. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Much like, uh, you know, he might be tight end, uh, not tight end, touchdown dependent as as you can get as a receiver. But the thing is, mm. Cousins chucks it his way in the red zone and in, in goal line opportunities. So a touchdown is definitely in the realm of possibilities. Jones, where do you have a feeling rank this week? 24. I
1: don't know. Got him a, a little low this week.
0: Yeah. I got him at 32. Oh. I'm a little nervous. I like that Carolina defense in this over-under. Uh, it's not one of the highest on the slate. It's not terribly low, but 46.5 isn't really uh, one of my favorites to see. Uh, let's talk about the Carolina Panthers. Darnold had his first big bust of the 21 season. Uh, what do you got Darnold ranked uh, this week, Jones?
1: Uh, let me scroll up real quick. I have Sam Darnold at 12 this week, actually. Yeah, I don't don't trust Minnesota's defense.
0: I agree. And especially, you know, Carolina's at home. I got Donald at at 13, so I'm okay using him. It looks like Christian McCaffrey could make his return this week. Uh, Brandon, if you roster Christian McCaffrey, do you have any type of hesitation putting him right back in that lineup? No, I'm playing him. Yeah, right. You have to.
2: Yeah, I don't. There's not a single person in the world that's involved as much in their offense as he is in his offense. I mean, the the workload he gets is just unparalleled.
0: And even if they cut his snaps significantly down, he's still looking very much like a potential running back one with the vote, yeah. you know what he can do, and he can take some of the house. He's not like slow by any means, so he's absolutely a weapon anywhere you put him on the field. Uh, so you're gonna play him uh, with confidence. And if he's out, I'm okay playing Chuba Hubbard. He showed last week, you know, had a hundred over 100 total scrimmage yards. Uh, that he is 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 the guy for the Panthers in the backfield if, if McCaffrey's out. So uh, right now i got McCaffrey at three. Uh, I would obviously have Hubbard uh, probably safely in my top 15 uh, or top 18, 20, let's say, to be safe uh, if he were to miss the game. Now let's talk about the pass catchers, DJ Moore. Brandon, I know the answer, but why don't you tell the folks listening, are you part of the uh,
2: DJ Moore Lovers Club? Um, yeah, I'm 100% part of the Lovers Club.
0: Yes. Um, yeah, yes. And I'd be starting
2: D.J. Moore. I'm not afraid of one down a week. Um, like you said, Darnold didn't have a great week. I think Minnesota's offense can be thrown on, and I'd expect them to bounce back.
0: Anyone else in that passing game that you want to talk about, Brandon? Um,
2: I wouldn't be playing Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just D.J. Moore for me. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not interested agree. in Tremblay. As a tight end, I know some people kind of thought he could be like a, a deep league ad, but I'm not interested in him.
0: Yeah, I could see that guy being, you know, a hindsight 2020 type tight end. When you look back at the end of the year, you go, wow, I could have used him more weeks than I than I thought I could have. But in the moment playing him, I, I, it's going to be real tough because there's just not a whole lot of opportunities there. Jones, anything you want to add on DJ Moore or any of the pass catchers for the Carolina Panthers?
1: No, not really, because we know what DJ Moore stands
0: Top five in our hearts forever. The big booty daddy stud muffin. He did see seven targets last week, only caught five of them for 42 yards, uh, but he only had 27 air yards. That is by far a season low. I mean, before that his lowest on the season was 87. So I imagine they get right in, uh, uh, this week against Minnesota. Cause they only really have a great secondary uh, and they let, uh, you know, DJ Moore get out there and run havoc against the Vikings. Uh, so I, I would, have play him with you know all the confidence in the world, obviously, because he's just an absolute stud. Let's move on to a, a game that is man, it could be one of the most exciting on the Sunday slate. The five and O oh, Arizona Cardinals travel to Cleveland and take on the three and two Browns. Jones, where do you got Kyler Murray ranked this week?
1: I have him inside the top five. I have him ranked at number two.
0: Yeah, he's an MVP candidate. He did have a slow week in week five, but still scored over twenty fantasy points and six point passing touchdowns. And sometimes, you know, against division rivals, those pace of play can get bogged down quite significantly. And I think that's what you saw there. There was just look they were coming out looking for that team win. Uh Chase Edmonds had a pretty bad game. are either one of you nervous about Chase Edmonds going into week six.
1: No.
2: Where
0: do you have him, ranked, Jones? Is-
2: yeah, as, as long as he's healthy. I like Edmonds. I like his usage. I like his usage with a with Connor.
0: Right. I mean, Connor, you're, just like, you're hoping for a touchdown. That's exactly. all you got. Yep. Right. Which has come uh, through, but, I mean, eventually it's
2: not going to come through. Correct.
1: Edmonds I have at uh, 18.
0: Yeah, I got him at 20. I'm still playing him. Even though uh, Cleveland is a pretty stout defense against the run so far this season, uh, they're actually the sixth best against fantasy uh, running backs but Edmonds is he catches the ball and, and you know he gets targets I think he still saw five targets last week uh, so I definitely expect him to get involved and in the game with a you know over under a 50.5 Vegas thinks that this could have some points scored we just saw what happened with the Browns last week against the Chargers and the shootout of the day uh, you're definitely excited uh, about the potential shootout with Chase Evans because that's a guy who can get it in the air or through the ground. So, he, you know, he could get uh, points. Uh, however, you know, they decide to dial it up. You're obviously playing DeAndre Hopkins. His air yards is starting to go up. Last year is his season. Last week was actually his season high. Uh, and you're seeing A.J. Green's air yards go down, which is a great sign for uh, a real takeoff for DeAndre Hopkins. Other than Hopkins, which pass catcher are you excited about, Brandon.
2: Uh, probably Rondell Moore. Um, I like Kirk. I like, I even kind of like AJ green this year. He's kind of had a little resurgence, but I feel like Rondell Moore is he's a big play dude. He's, he's had a few games now where he's shown he can, he can make plays. Um, I'm not sure how confident I am in starting him, but I like his upside.
0: Yeah. He's a, and he's one of those guys too. It only takes one. Uh, he's, He's just absolutely electric. Jonesy, how do you uh, do? You like any of the other pass catches other than DeAndre Hopkins this week? And where would you? Uh, who's your highest ranked?
1: Um, it would be Rondell Moore, and I have him at at forty.
0: Yeah, oh, I have him at forty on the dot too.
1: So, I absolutely love Cleveland to win this game. I think Kyle's going to ball out. I think him and DeAndre Hopkins will have a good game, but I think Cleveland wins this game all right. And I think their offense struggles a little bit outside of. Tyler and DeAndre
0: Hopkins. Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think Cleveland would like to slow it down if at all possible. Uh, but speaking of Cleveland, let's go ahead and, and jump over to them. You're playing both running backs. They've both been absolutely nasty. Uh, are you? Are you? Are you okay playing Baker Mayfield this week, Jones? No. No, I I got him at my low. I got him at 23, so uh, I, I'm not really looking to start him other than two QB super flex leagues. Uh, we talked about Odell Beckham. We're not really excited about him. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about those running backs. Brandon, out of the two, who's your favorite, Chubb or Hunt?
2: I like Kareem Hunt. I think, I i mean, going into, it was either going into last week or the week before, Chubb was second in the NFL in rushing yards and 19th in PPR points. His, it was his weird, game right? just doesn't translate that great. hes He's kind of... I mean, he's a much better version of Conner. He's a better player than James Conner, but he's kind of touchdown dependent. He will have his games Mm -hmm. where he runs for, you know, 100 and whatever yards and gets you 10 points, but that's not great. I mean, if he's not scoring touchdowns, he's not really, he's not putting it up. I think Hunt, because he's involved in the passing game, he just has a better floor and he has a a higher ceiling.
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely make a point there. I mean, just they're not using Chubb at all in the passing game. I mean, the guy could realistically get you. 160 rushing yards, but if he doesn't score, that's a 16 point game. You'll take that, but that's not your RB one of the week by any means. Uh, Jones, who do you got ranked higher, Hunt or Chubb this week?
1: Uh, Chubb, but not by much. I both them inside the top 15. The Chubb at 10, and Kareem Hunt at 12. But I mean, like Brandon said, the upside for Hunt is just through the roof in PPR leagues. So you just gotta, you just gotta. Give what they get, uh,
0: take what they give you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I will say one thing though about the two running backs this week. Uh, I could see, like we mentioned, the the Brown Jones, you mentioned the Browns straight up winning this game. And if they do that, they're going to set a tempo and they're going to try to sludge it down a little bit. And that would call for you know, a, a healthy dose of Nick Chubb. So, um, if you got him, yeah, definitely playing him. No doubt about it. Let's go ahead and move on to the uh, kind of stinker. Uh, AFC West battle the three and two Las Vegas Raiders go play the three and two Denver Broncos at Mile High Stadium 44.5 over under. Let's start with the Raiders. You're obviously playing Waller, there's really not much to add about that. Uh, Jacobs, you excited to play Jacobs this week, Jones?
1: Not a conference
0: now. Where do you got him ranked? Curious to ask
1: 16.
0: Yeah. So if you if you drafted him as your wide your running back two, you're okay with that. But if he's your running back one, uh no. it's not yeah, it's not gonna play out well for you this week. Uh any pass catcher you like for the Las Vegas Raiders this week,
2: Brandon? Um like you said, outside of Waller, uh not really. I mean Henry Ruggs has that big play potential, but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not huge on any of the Oakland Raiders pass catchers, which is kind of why I'm all, down on Derek Carr this week. One of the things I did want to say about Jacobs, he has had five targets the last two weeks, which is kind of intriguing for him. He wasn't really involved in the passing game before. So I'd be like, I'd kind of watch to see if he keeps uh, getting that kind of volume in the passing game.
0: Yeah. It's funny last year going into the year, it was kind of rumored that he was going to be using more in that bell cow role. It started off that way and then kind of faded away this year. It seems to be kind of slowly irking its way into that that type of mold for Jacob. So uh, definitely something to look out for. Uh, I got uh, Henry, Hunter Renfro at 33 this week. Derek Carr just goes to him in big spots. He's had double-digit guy in PPR scoring every week this week. So if you need somebody in your flex, you got a bunch of guys on bye or whatnot, or you're dealing with some injuries, that's a guy you could put in. And yeah, his, high, his ceiling's not super high, but his floor is pretty high, in, in my opinion. So I'm not – necessarily opposed to going to the uh, Hunter Renfro. well let's talk about the Denver Broncos Teddy two gloves that's your boy Chris how do you feel about him this week
1: I, just, I think he's a struggle this week not not big on him I think this week though would be the week we see Javante Williams finally break out and have his solid game I haven't been the top 20 this week
0: are you part of the hashtag free Javante club absolutely Uh,
1: Co-founder, CEO, um, part owner, whatever you want to say.
0: (laughs) I would love to see a healthy workload for Javante Williams this week. He's just been an absolute beast. He's uh, top five in the league and and missed tackles forced. Uh, When they give him the reins, I think that kid has a chance to be real special. Uh, Brandon, uh, do you you like uh, Melvin Gordon this week in a potentially run-heavy game script? He I mean,
2: I like Javante Williams a lot better, but I if another guy that if I was in a pinch, I wouldn't like I think you could do worse than Melvin Gordon. I, I'm i part of the hashtag free Javante Williams crew as well, but yeah, but I, would, I would play Melvin Gordon if I had to
0: hashtag free Javante and also all three members of the DJ Moore love fest club. Uh, I love to see it, fellas. Melvin Gordon did see one of his highest usage percentages last week, but it didn't matter. He was still outproduced by Javante. I think that kid's time is coming. Let's talk about the pass catches. You weren't really high on uh, Teddy Two Gloves this week, Jones. Uh, what about Cortland Sutton or Tim Patrick? Noah Fant, you excited about any of those guys? No, not really. You think the passing game could really struggle for Denver? Yes. Yeah, it could be a pretty uh, slow game script. Not a whole lot of scoring, Brandon. Anything you want to add for uh, the pass catchers for the Denver Broncos, other than sell Cortland Sutton that you said earlier in the show?
2: Yeah, no, I'm not. In, I'm not in love with their passing game this week either. Okay, I do have Noah
0: Fant inside my top eight. I got him at six, uh, but that's a lot of who else type of uh, analysis. There, nothing really uh, groundbreaking, if you will, in that regard. Let's go and move on to the last game on the uh, non-primetime slate this weekend. The four and one Dallas Cowboys are four and a half point favors as they travel to the two and three New England Patriots in a forty-nine point five implied game total. First, let me ask this question to you, Jones. You're the the gambling expert on the show. Do you think that uh, has any chance of going over the forty-nine? Point five over under, or do you think it's safe to say they stay under?
1: Oh, I think I, I have to look more into the trends and everything on how both teams have played, but I don't think the Patriots are going to be able to put up that many points against this Dallas defense. This Dallas defense has been a top 10 fantasy defense. Uh, Trevon Diggs has got to be the front runner for defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. He's been, I think it's what six receptions in five games. Yep, interceptions. Excuse me. Um, I love Zeke this week. Top three fantasy running back. Um, no, I I think Dallas gets up early and it's just a comfy, smooth sailing way uh, throughout throughout the rest of the game in Foxborough.
0: I kind of agree with you that with that on uh, Jones. Uh, I I think Zeke is a must play. Dak Prescott though, Brandon. How do you feel about Dak this week in a potential sludge of a game?
2: I, I like Dak's weapons so much that I think even if he's running, even if the Cowboys are running the ball a ton, I think he's good enough to to be efficient with his pass attempts. And you could see him put up a big game. I think, I mean, if you have one of his receivers, you know, Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb, I think you're probably starting them. I, obviously, you're starting them. If you have Dalton Schultz, at this point, I'm probably starting him as well. So I, I'd roll with anybody on their offense, kind of. I'd roll with Dak, too. Yeah.
0: The the thing, maybe even I mean,
2: tony pollard too
0: I, I, I like pollard this week i think you could see a healthy dose of the run game uh, it's just the, the attempts since week one for dak prescott just are not uh super exciting for fantasy yep, yep. players you know 58 and that's one of the reasons i think is
2: i think that's one of the reasons you're seeing the defense play so well yeah they're it's slowing it's the game not, down right exactly then last year at the beginning of the season with dak they were throwing the ball constantly it was like they'd never fail
0: I other than I mean, last week he had 302 passing yards. But before that, the three previous weeks, 237, 238, 188. He has been super efficient with touchdowns. Uh, which has kept him in the 20-point scoring ranges. But if I were to tell you that Dak has not put a 30-point game up since week one, you'd be you'd probably be shocked to hear that uh, before the season started. But here we are going into week six, and he's just not a high-volume passer that we thought. Jones, how do you have the pass catchers ranked for the Dallas Cowboys?
1: I love Amari Cooper this week over CD. I think if Cooper's 100% healthy, I think he's uh, the number one target for Dak this week. I have Amari at 14. I have CD at 16. So not like a big discrepancy there, but I love Amari Huber this week.
0: I actually have them 17-18. Uh, I just – I don't I don't know how the game script's going to go. And last week they both scored touchdowns, but the, there wasn't a ton of volume. So if they don't score, you're looking at just over 10 points for both guys in PPR scoring. And, uh, you know, with Belichick at the helm, I just think that this game could – you know, severely slow down, and the pace of play is just not good enough for for tremendous fantasy appeal. Um, let's talk about the New England Patriots. Is there anybody you're excited to play
2: in this week, Brandon, for the uh, New England Patriots? Um, not that I'm excited to play. No, I mean, I'm I am okay with playing uh, Hunter Henry at time Yeah, to me end. too. Hmm? The dude's been involved a lot. Um, they use him in the red zone. I just, I'm. I know Damian Williams was hurt. I mean, yeah, Dam. No, Damian Harris. Damian Get Harris. Damian's mixed up. Damian There's a Harris lot of Damian. A lot of Williams. There's a lot of. Like, I know those, he had the chest injury. Right I'm not. Is is he good to go? His X-rays came back negative. I thought it
0: seems like he's trending that way, but he might not be necessarily good to go in in Belichick's eyes. He fumbled again right, instead of right. scoring a touchdown. Uh. My man, Chris Jones here, dropped an article this week. Make sure you check it out immediately after listening to this episode on couchguysports.com of the hot waiver wire ads. Uh, do you want to go- talk a little bit about Ramondre Stevenson, Jonesy?
1: I mean, we've been waiting for him to get uh, a little bit more of a workload. Obviously, Damian Harris has been trending in the right direction for the Patriots. But at the same time, with Stevenson at the helm, I think Stevenson gets gives them a uh, – a full dual threat at running back with Harris. He's just a, a monster runner downhill, but Stevenson can be that, but he can also, he's also reliable uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. And I think that's desperately what this Pat's defense needs. I mean, Pat's offense needs since uh James White has been out for the remainder of the season with, with an injury. So I'm hoping that we start seeing Ramadre Stevenson more because his fantasy value, I love him at, high RB2 upside if he gets that big workload.
0: Yeah. And just Damien Harris, just, he's looked okay. You know, some of the, the underlying metrics in, in his running game uh, suggests that some better production is ahead, but if he's going to keep having the case of the fumbles and he's going to keep getting dinged up, you know, he's not going to be reliable in Bill Belichick's eyes. And that's just something I think he he, he leans on a lot. So if that's the case, Ramondre Stevenson could be a monster down the stretch, uh, for your fantasy teams uh we talked about tight ends talked about the running backs Jacoby Myers Where do you got him ranked this week Jones
1: uh I have him in at twenty eight is it? I don't know my my computer's all crapping up so I don't have it again in front of me. Just not a not a good night for your boy. Um <laughs> computer wise. Sorry
0: Jones. It's okay. We love but, you.
1: Nah, I mean I'm just still waiting on him getting his first touchdown once he does that. Sky's the limits for him.
0: I know. He still has yet to record a receiving touchdown in his career. It's just crazy to think. Brandon, how do you think uh, Myers plays this week against the
2: Cowboys? I like Myers overall. Um, I, w- I wouldn't be excited to start him. But, yeah, like you guys were saying, he's second in NFL history in receiving yards without scoring a touchdown.
0: Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But, I mean, the guy does uh, – he's obviously way better in PPR formats uh, than standard scoring. Yep. And he should avoid – uh, digs uh, throughout most of the game so uh, if the, if this game does start creeping up towards that uh, you know 50 point game total uh, I would imagine that Jacoby uh, Jacoby Myers has caught a few balls so uh, maybe he's a what the heck flex or something in that regard uh, that's going to wrap up the Sunday day slate now let's talk about the primetime game number one uh, in the primetime slates Sunday night football This probably looked like a good matchup on paper before the season, but now I don't know uh, if it really does. We're talking about the two and three Seattle Seahawks are four and a half point dogs as they travel to the two and three Pittsburgh Steelers. No Russell Wilson this week. Russ should be sidelined for at least a month. Jones, how do you feel about Geno Smith this week and going forward for the as the signal caller of the Seahawks? He stinks. There's a, a wet fart over there, bud.
2: Yeah, he
1: stinks. Yeah. He, he, is, he is not the guy that he was once before uh, when he was playing for the Jets. He's not the guy uh, like he was when he played at West Virginia. Um, I like DK Metcalf this week for receivers. But other than that, I really don't love love this Seattle offense against this uh, Pittsburgh defense. It's been quite stellar so far this season.
0: Do you think the uh, Geno Smith at quarterback hurts Lockett and Metcalf over the the next month to six weeks?
1: I think it hurts Lockett more than Metcalf because Lockett's a very deep threat receiver, and we all know that Geno Smith's uh, biggest – uh, Flaw is his inability to consistently throw the depot, so I think it hurts Lockett more than Metcalf, but I'm I'm scared to play both of them until Russ gets back.
0: Yeah, it did seem like uh, DK Metcalf played a little bit better with Geno Smith than Tyler Lockett in that initial game. Brandon, how do you see uh, the, the 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 receivers
2: playing out in Week Six? Uh, same as Chris, I'm going DK Metcalf. I. Don't have a ton of faith in Tyler Lockett. Um, Gerald Everett proved a while ago that he's not worth probably even holding on your roster. So, yeah, I mean, it's just the two Metcalf and Lockett, and I'm going Metcalf over Lockett this week.
0: Yeah, your co-host, Tyler St. Jean was officially donezo with uh, Gerald Everett a couple of weeks ago, and it's proven yeah. to be right because he hasn't seen the field in two weeks. Yeah. And I can't imagine when he gets back uh, him really producing with Geno Smith. But uh, let's talk about the running back situation this this week. Is Chris Carson back? Who knows? Um, he, yeah. Even if he is, are you excited for him? No.
1: Yeah, Not I really. agree. I don't think Gerald,
0: I don't think Geno Smith helps the run game. And even if
1: even if he does, uh, Pittsburgh's run defense is pretty solid overall.
0: Yeah, they, uh, they do have a good run defense. I'm not really excited about any of the potential running backs for the Seahawks going into week six. Uh, let's talk about the Steelers. You're not really playing Ben Roethlisberger, but are you playing his weapons? With
1: confidence, yes, actually. Um, Seattle just cut their starting corner um, in, in digs, a different digs. Um, watch Fondre. out because he could, he could easily go to like Baltimore or Kansas City and be effective right off the bat um but they don't have him i'm not listen they they pay so much money for a safety that's only good at blitzing uh give me deontay johnson inside the top 15 give me chase claypool inside the top 25 this week
0: yeah i like both receivers too this week i got deontay at 14 and claypool at 19 i think they could both eat against this pretty crappy secondary for seattle brandon Obviously, Najee Harris is a stud. You're playing him. But what do you think his output
2: looks like uh, this week in week six? I mean, the guy's just a volume monster. I expect him. He's going to get I don't know, 15 to 18 carries and I don't know, probably five to eight targets. So, I mean, if the game, if Seattle can manage to score some points, he might see double digit targets. I pl- I mean, Harris is a guy that I, he's, he's going to be a early first round pick next year, I think, in fantasy drafts.
0: No doubt about it. Let me play a little name game with you real quick. Najee Harris or James Robinson?
2: For this week or yep. for the whole season?
0: This week. I think I go Najee Harris. Yeah, I got Najee Harris too. Jones, let me play a little name game with you. Najee Harris or DeAndre Swift? Najee Harris. Yeah. What do you got Najee this week?
1: I'm inside the top ten, just outside the top five. Oh, yeah,
0: uh, my I got him five, at
1: six. Same, I think. My, my top five. In no particular order, I have uh, King Henry. Um, you have Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler. Actually, no, I have Aaron Jones outside of my top five. week. it's Austin Eckler, Zeke, uh, Jonathan Taylor,
0: McCaffrey, and
1: no, because I, I I I didn't rank him because I don't think he's playing. Okay. Um, maybe it is Najee Harris at five. I'm trying to think who else it could be. I don't know. I have to wait and see. That's actually a great
0: like- teaser. Make sure you go ahead to couchguysports.com once again to check out Keywoman Jones Week 6 rankings. They will be on the website by the time you're listening to this show or very soon after. Uh, there is really no tight end of consequence for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We like Pat Frymuth as a prospect, but he's yet to really fire, so you're not going to that well at all this week. But let's go ahead to the last game on the slate, another potential Shootout big point total. Uh, the four and one potentially best team in the NFL, Buffalo Bills, five and a half point favorites as they travel to Tennessee and take on the three and two Titans in a 54.5 implied game total. I mean, you're starting Josh Allen, we really don't have to talk much about him. He's an absolute stud. You're starting digs even though he's had a couple of duds, you're still playing him. He, like we mentioned, he's just a, an absolute elite wide receiver. But I want to talk about the running backs real quick, Brandon. Singletary and Moss. Moss seems to be pulling away. Do you think that trend continues, or do you think Singletary gets a little bit more opportunities
2: going into week six? I don't see any reason why that trend wouldn't continue. I think Moss has produced um, since he's been given more opportunities, and I would think they, can, they would keep going in that direction.
0: Yeah, I mean, at first he seemed to be a little tight end dependent, but last week he had double-digit points or around 12 fantasy points in BPR leagues and didn't score. Uh, the volume was there. Jones, how do you see that backfield playing out? Same way?
1: Listen, I picked up Zach Moss to be my RB2 in some leagues. I hope this trend continues because he's just producing at a high level, and if he's getting the targets out of the backfield and rushing at a consistent rate, why not just keep, keep riding them?
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they he was pretty well hyped going into last year. Uh, didn't really kind of fire uh, at all cylinders throughout his rookie year. But, you know, coming back in his second year, he's looked pretty good for that team. And I think at this point, you just kind of want a, a piece of this offense, this super high-powered offense. The Titans aren't they are about middle of the pack against running backs, but that's not really of consequence. It really matters uh, uh, just how the, the, the field positioning plays out for a team like the Bills. Uh, and, and it looks like Moss is uh, their guy uh, more often than not when it comes to their, 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 are playing uh, the running backs there. So uh, I got to ask again, I love hearing about your ranks. What do you got Moss this week? I'm inside the top 20 this week. Me too. Got an 18.
1: I'm pretty sure that's where I am as well.
0: Yeah. I like him this week. I think you go back to the well on Monday night football. Uh, we talked about, you know, the pass catchers, Uh Actually, we haven't talked about it in the past year, so why don't we do that right now, fellas? Is there any one of the you know the major guys that you're you're scared to play? Now I'm talking about you know, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox. Uh, I think we're all pretty much on board playing Dawson Knox at this point. But uh, who's your favorite out of Emmanuel Sanders or Cole Beasley this week, Brandon?
2: Hmm. Um, I'm gonna roll with Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been putting on better production the last few weeks. Um I feel like it is kind of that situation that'll flip flop back and forth throughout the season. But yeah, I'm gonna roll the hot hand right now. And that's Emmanuel Sanders. How
0: do you see that situation playing out, Jones? Beasley or Sanders?
1: I agree with Brandon. Emmanuel Sanders' is upside's uh through the roof. If Emmanuel Sanders wasn't there, Cole would be the number two option, but Emmanuel Sanders is there, so he is not. So ride Emmanuel Sanders in that in that aspect.
0: I got Emmanuel Sanders at 30 he scored two touchdowns last week. You know, he's taken some, he's pretty much at the top of running uh, wide receiver snaps and wide receivers routes run this season for the bills. He's on the field and he doesn't need, uh, you know, eight to 10 catches like Cole Beasley does to really pop. He can do it in deep, you know, he gets deeper targets and he, his, his eight is a lot better than Cole Beasley. That's why I like Emmanuel Sanders way more than I like Cole Beasley. Uh, let's talk about the Titans. You're obviously playing King Henry you talked about him having you know in your basically your RB1 so do I. Uh AJ Brown got to talk about him though he had kind of a stinker in his return. Are you uh playing him with confidence this week Brandon?
2: AJ Brown? Yes sir. Yeah, I I I think AJ Brown's really talented. Um they targeted targeted him a ton at the beginning of the season. Um I think they'll get back to that. I'm I feel like their offense hasn't really lived up to what I thought it was going to be coming into the year. Um, I'm not sure if this is the game it'll start, but I think I think they'll turn around at some point. I like A.J. Brown, and I think he's kind of a start every week.
0: For me. Yeah, even though the Buffalo Bills are the best team against opposing receivers, uh, you know, they held Tyreek Hill in check on the football field, but again, Tyreek Hill still had about 13 fantasy uh, points for PPR leagues, which is enough to help you win your matchup. Uh, Jones, do you like A.J. Brown this week?
1: Um, I, I do, but I'm a little, little concerned won't why I am outside the top 20 this week, just because, um, his production's just been so down this week.
0: Yeah. This year. No I, I, no, I agree. I got him outside of my top 20 as well. I think he could be a producer, so I'm playing him, but I don't think, uh, he's like the wide receiver one tier, uh, you know, that we're accustomed to seeing AJ Brown be Yeah. I think he'll get back to that, but just not this week. Uh, last question before we wrap up the entire slate. Ryan Tannehill, you guys are concerned about Tannehill.
1: Big time.
0: What about you, Brandon? How do you feel about Ryan Tannehill?
2: Yeah, yeah I'm concerned about Tannehill. I'm in, in our home league. I have two QBs. It's Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr. So Sounds like you need to make a trade for Sam Darnold, play. baby. Yeah, I need to make a move, I think. But yeah, um, he's get he might get Julio back this week, but yeah, I don't we'll see. Like I said, their offense really hasn't lived up to what I was expecting coming into the year.
0: Yeah, and, and a lot of that comes – I think it starts and, and ends with Ryan Tannehill. He just really hasn't been a mega producer. I thought he would have some big games under his belt by now, and he just really hasn't. Uh, maybe it comes in the future. I still think he's a talented quarterback and they have a talented team. Uh, but it doesn't seem like they'll write they'll the ship this week against the best defense in all of football against the Buffalo Bills. It's actually going to wrap up the week six slate breakdown. Whew, it's like a marathon. Every time we do this, Jones, and every time we do it, I feel like I need a freaking massage.
1: To you and me both?
0: You need a massage, too? I, I wish I could get a massage, and I wish I could get a quality massage without ever leaving uh, the house. How do you feel about that, Jones?
1: Well, I think I have a little something.
0: Definitely you got something us. for me? Yeah. Are you talking? Yeah. To, are we on the same page? Here? I think I got something for you too. Oh yeah, is yeah, it yeah. our
1: good? Is it our good old pals at ExoGun?
0: Yeah, damn right it is. ExoGun is uh, just a fantastic product, and Keywoman Jones is brought to you by ExoGun. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. ExoGun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it, work, the gym, the office, the trail, the ballpark, and put the power of percussion massage treatments in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. XO gun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. And if you go to... Exo Gun website right now uh, and type in the promo code CGS10. You will get 10% off your purchase. That's right. If you type in CGS10 at checkout, you will get 10% off your Exo Gun today. It comes with a charger, a carrying case. And again, use the promo code CGS10 and get 10% off. Go get your Exo Gun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Before we say goodnight and wrap up episode seven, first we're gonna bring you our week six superlatives. So, Brandon, you are our guest. So, get us kicked off.
2: Who is your sleeper for week six? My sleeper for week six is Ricky Seals Jones. Um, he was heavily targeted last week as his first game starting as the tight end for the Reds. Ooh, can't say that Washington football team. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't don't John Gruden. Yeah, so uh, he had eight targets. He had five catches, for 41 yards. In the last two weeks, he's had five end zone targets, um, which ties him for first amongst tight ends. Um, He only sat for one offensive snap last week. And then if you look back at the Chiefs the last two weeks, they've allowed uh, 14 catches with 223 yards and two TDs to to tight ends. So uh, I'm rolling with Ricky Seals-Jones. He's my sleeper.
0: I like that call. I mean, Logan Thomas was once upon a time a sleeper, and he just kept going. Uh, you know, Ricky Seal Jones, athletic kid, could be that tight end sleeper you need for week six. Jones, tell the people listening who your week six sleeper is.
1: I'm gonna ride with uh, a third option on a on a team. Um, get a little bit of a favorable matchup, in my opinion, this week. Um, I think he can uh easily score a touchdown this week. I think his targets go up uh from last week. I think we are talking about none other than Van Jefferson of the Los Angeles Rams. Inside my top 50 this week, I think he's had some serious upside. We, we've seen him uh, get above eight, 80 or more yards twice this season and, and a touchdown in those games. Just just needing to get open. I think the Giants will have one blunder where Van Jefferson just opens up the field.
0: That's a good one, and he seems to – you know, have a lot of potential in that offense. So uh, if that, that's a good call for week six. I couldn't decide uh, on my week six sleepers. So I went with two. I went with Latavius Murray for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I know we said that their, their backfield is kind of tough, and, you know, it is. But he did get 52% of the running back snaps last week. And the Chargers, quite frankly, they're just not good against the run so far this year. And in this game where I think there's a – Real chance at a shootout. I think Latavius Murray can find the end zone. That's why I got him ranked at running back twenty-eight this week. Uh, my other guy was actually talked about a little bit earlier on. Tight end from the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Mo Ali Cox. Mo Ali Cox last week uh, put up eight fantasy points in PPR scoring formats. He saw four targets. He caught three of them for fifty yards. And the Texans are dead last against opposing tight ends. So if you are in a pickle at tight end, which you know a lot of teams are, uh, you could do worse than Mo'Ally Cox. I got him ranked uh, right now at tight end 18, uh, ahead of guys like Jonu Smith, Cole Komet, and Robert Tunyon. Jonesy, tell the people who your biggest bust from week six will be. Um, I think
1: my bust for week six is going to be none other than, actually, we just mentioned him, Ryan Tannehill. I just – Buffalo's defense is just too talented, um, and I think they're going to be able to hold Ryan Tannehill in check this week.
0: Very good, very
2: good. Brandon, who is your week six bust? Uh, this breaks my heart because it's my other, my other quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, we got one bust, and now Derek Carr, I think is also going to be a bust this week. Um, after the first three weeks, he topped 380 with two touchdowns all three of the first the first three weeks of the season since then he's averaging 201 yards and one touchdown denver broncos are allowing 207 passing yards per game and only one touchdown per game which are both top 10 ranks um so i just i see Carr kind of you know he's faded out these last two weeks and i kind of see that continuing
0: Brandon, I wanted to uh, go ahead and reveal something to you. This we I haven't even been recording this episode. This was a, a entire podcast ploy to get you to buy into Sam Darnall. We're going to be talking about Sam Darnall trade talks tomorrow at work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but my bust this week is T.J. Hawkinson. We kind of talked about it earlier. I got him at tight end nine. The guy has an eclipse fifty. 50- uh, air yards since week two hasn't gone over seventy actual receiving yards since week one. Two, four, and two are his receptions over the last three weeks. Hasn't even got yet double digit PPR fantasy points in the last three weeks, and he hasn't even seen the top twenty at tight end since week two. Uh, I think that trend continues. I think Amon Ross St. Brown's market share continues to grow and uh, in a game where I don't know if there's going to be a whole lot of scoring against a team that does pretty decent against the tight ends in the Cincinnati Bengals, I think TJ Hawkinson is a massive bust for Week 6. But moving on, Brandon, who is your lock of the week for Week 6?
2: My lock of the week is Robert Woods. He's playing against the New York Giants. I know uh, Chris brought up Cooper Cup earlier. He brought up Van Jefferson as a sleeper. I think the Giants are a good team to pick on with pass catchers. He had 14 targets last week, 150 yards receiving. Um, they just gave up over 300 passing yards and three touchdowns to Dak last week. I expect a big game out of the Rams, and I'm sticking Robert Woods back in my lineup this week.
0: My lock of the week could, I guess, be also a sleeper pick, but I'm going to use my absolute lock of the week. Talk about the quarterback from the Washington football team, Tyler Heneke. I got him at quarterback 10 this week. I just think there's an absolute chance at a massive uh, a shootout potential playing against the Chiefs, who are dead last against opposing quarterbacks in fantasy football. He's been the QB 12, QB 9, QB 5, uh, weeks 2, 3, and 4 so far this season. He did struggle last week against the Saints, but I think he's in a smash spot here against the Chiefs. So if you need a quarterback this week, I think Tyler Henneke is your guy. Jones, who's your lock of the week?
1: I'm pondering between two here. But I'm gonna go with this road. I think my lock of the week, we talked about him earlier. I am inside my top ten this week. I'm riding the, the Joe Burrow train this week. Joe Burrow against this Detroit defense. I think Burrow puts up some magnificent numbers. Jamar Chase is going to look good. Todd Boyd is going to look good. I think CJ Osama looks good. Rod, Joe Burrow, he is my absolute lock of this week.
0: All right, so before we say good night, we obviously got to break off our bold takes for week six. My bold take for week six is Jarek McKinnon outscores Daryl Williams. For the Kansas City Chiefs, Jarek McKinnon is an athletic freak, Four four one forty. I mean, his measurables are off the charts. Uh, hasn't seen a whole lot of opportunity since going to Kansas City, but he did run 16 routes last week, which is a season high. And in the offseason, there was multiple reports surfacing that, you know, had some of the guys on the Chiefs talking about how he could be a legit weapon in this offense. And a guy like Daryl Williams seems to have a role on this team. I think that role stays uh, where it has always been all season. And Jarek McKinnon is that guy who outscores him. And for all those fantasy teams out there spending big fab on Daryl Williams, maybe they're a little bit disappointed because Jarek McKinnon outscores him. And that is my bold take of the week. Jones, tell the people listening what your bold take for week six is.
1: My bold take for week six is – Trevor Lawrence is going to outscore Patrick Mahomes this week. Wow. Um Washington's defense it's 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 a lot better than people give him credit for. Obviously, they are. Mahomes is going to love to target Kelsey. Like I said earlier, all they have to do is double and take Tyreek away. I think Mahomes struggles this week. I have him at 10. Lawrence on the fringe of top 15, but I think he can get the job done against Miami. I think he scores more points than Pat Mahomes this week.
0: That is a huge bold take. I love it. Brandon, you're a special guest. We're so happy you came on the show tonight. Go ahead and tell everyone listening your bold take for week six.
2: Yep. So my bold take, it's this uh, same player as my sleeper. It's Ricky Seals Jones. And my bold take is he's going to finish top five at the tight end position this week. Uh, you got Kyle Pitts out. Um, Kittle would have been on bye, but oh, he's hurt anyway, but he would have been on a buy as well with Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think there's a nice little spot for him. He can slide in there and I expect him to be targeted heavily. He's been the second highest target behind McLaurin, um, since Thomas went out. So I think Ricky Seals Jones could have a huge week this week.
0: That is huge for anyone streaming the tight end or DFS purposes. So get him in your lineups this week. That's going to wrap up tonight's show. I know it's sad. You love listening to us, but we'll be back next week. But before we say goodnight, Brandon, why don't you tell everyone, listen, where
2: they can find you on social media and where they can find your stuff. Um, at Brando Duff. So there's no I B-R-A-N-D-O-D-U-F-F. Um, I don't think it was some dickhead from California that got my actual <laughs> Brandon Duff. <laughs> I heard you guys talking about that last week. That was funny.
0: Matthew, three T's. Shout out, Matthew Jordan, and our boy, Matty B.
2: But, yeah, um, you, uh, our podcast on Twitter is GSFS Pod, And, um, yeah, our podcast is Grand Slam Fantasy Sports. You can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Like I said, make sure you check them out. They do a great job. They come at you weekly, and they hit you with a whole bunch of different stuff around the fantasy football world. A must listen, in my opinion. Chris Jones, tell the people where they can find you, brother.
1: Uh, you can find me on my personal Twitter uh, at C Jones W H O twelve twelve.
0: And you can find all of his stuff at CouchGuysports.com. You can find me on Twitter, I'm at Maddie Keewoom, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Keewoom and Jones. Couchguysports.com is where you can get anything. Couchguys sports related, all of our articles that come out daily. Make sure you hit up the Couchguysports Sports Shop. Get yourself a nice hoodie for the winter season. Get yourself a nice hat. We got swag over at the Couch Guy Sports Store, so check it out. Big shout-out to our sponsors tonight, ExoGun and Shock Energy. Use the promo code CGS10 to get 10% off your ExoGun purchase and use the promo code CGSN to get 10% off at Shocked Energy. Make sure you check out our Twitch channel. We're bringing you... Uh, just a ton of great content uh, all the time uh, on, over there on Twitch. Follow us on YouTube where you can get video versions of our your favorite CGS podcast and any other video stuff that we want to put out. Uh, and make sure you tune in to next week's episode of Kewoom Jones because we'll be back bringing you the heat as always. And for Chris Jones, I'm Maddie Keywoon. Catch you next week. Peace.